Hello and welcome back to the Digital Podcast, episode 18 of the Sunday Street. Carpet, how are you today? Uh, frankly, not so good. Uh, I woke up with, oh, yesterday, I woke up with a bit of a, I think a fever. I got a COVID test done, negative. That's all good, but if my voice sounds a bit weird, just know that I can't breathe out of my nose right now. Um, so, yep, and you don't have any games this week, Addy? I didn't have any games this week. I did go to Edgbaston for the first time in two years on Monday, and I put a bit of the audio I'd recorded in the previous episode uh, on Wednesday about the 100, uh, our week three midweek show, so go check that out, of course, just scroll down in the feed, I'm sure it will be there, um, and I spoke about how it was to go to a 100 game. Um, but we're going to stick here in England for England versus India. So I'll just quickly pick up where we left off on day four. I think Dom Sibley was dismissed early on day four. And with uh, Johnny Bairstow then came in, looked look really assured. Um, and so did Dan Lawrence. But both of them went for 13-25, not converting the starts that they had to. Uh, Josh Butler looked a lot more comfortable uh, than he did um, in the first innings. Uh, he also made 17 Sam Coven uh, made 32, uh, some handy runs, of course, with the bat, but the star of the show, Karthik. Was Joe Root with a magnificent 100. Um, he's probably cemented his place into the Fab Four. I mean, it's been yeah. a while since he scored 100, and mm. it's been a while since Coley scored 100. Speaking of which, Root climbed to number four on the test rankings behind Labuschagne, Williamson, and Smith. So that's jumped over Virat Coley now. That was that was um, that was quite an innings, um, mm. and it, and it's like when you're an important innings, especially in the third innings. Yeah. there and it was one which India could have actually won if not for Joe Root. Yeah. Now looking back on yeah. it, uh, it was quite great to watch his cover drives. So England finished with two uh, with three and three. Um, Bumra with a fifer. Yes, yeah, Bumra with a fifer. Uh, he was a brilliant. Uh, he got. Stuart brought out with an absolutely searing Yorker, um, and he got uh, Joe Root out finally with the new ball. I must say that that, that wasn't too much, I don't think, of Bumba's brilliance. It was more of just uh, Root uh, pushing it one. Um, India then, uh, a Karthik on the night of day four. Yeah, so they came out really aggressive from what I saw. Mm. Um, to start off with, I wasn't sure why they had mm. a whole day. Hundred, uh, they had to get what two hundred runs, and um, I was like, okay, maybe it's Kel Rahul, Rohit Sharma. They're going one day mode or something. And then I saw Kel Rahul get out with that ball from Steel Broad, mm. and then Pujara came out swinging his bat as well. Yeah, and I was I was starting to wonder what's happening. And then I think they looked at the weather forecast for the next day and realized that if they're going to get runs, it better be now. But unfortunately, there was nothing on that fifth day. Yeah. So, yep, draw this match. In, uh, in typical English style, it was rained out. It, it's, uh, and we finished with what you'd call a tame draw. And I think the England, some positives to take from the test match, he said. Uh, I think Ollie Robinson looked really good for his second test match. Um, I think um, Bairstow looked even though he didn't quite get the runs, on his a comeback to the test team, he looked really good. Um, and for, for India, they, they just missed out on a, on a near-shore win. So that was quite frustrating. 
But before we speak about the second test match, there were two injuries. Uh, the big one was that Stuart Broad, um, with a calf injury, was out for the remainder of the series. Uh, and I think Saki Mahmood is calling his cover for the second test match. He might continue to be there for the rest of the series. England are a bit short on bowling now, aren't they? Mm. Um, Joffrey Archer's out. That's a massive loss. Stuart Broad's out. Another massive loss. They've still got Anderson, but with his age, I'm not sure how many test matches it'll be before they decide to rest, give him a rest as well. Mm. Anyway, another injury was Shadow Tako, who is now who was now who was ruled out of the Lord's Test match with the hamstring. I'm not sure the seriosity of the injury itself, but hopefully he'll be back playing before we know. Did you just say seriosity? Yeah. What does that mean? The seriousness. The seriousness? I've never heard of seriosity before. Is that, is that a word? We well, say it around here. Do you? Seriosity. Yeah. Oh. I, I, it better be oh, a word because wow. I've used it in one of my English assignments before. It's, so. it's not... I think it's an Aussie word. I don't think... Are you sure? Like, I don't think it it's, is. I don't think... It's an established word because, like, when you search it, it doesn't, it doesn't show it on like maybe in Webster or Google, Google uh, dictionary or anything. So really, not sure about that. Anyway, anyways, what a conversation. What, what were we talking about? The, the second test match. Yeah. Yes. yes. The second test match. The second test match. It was a cloudy morning at the Lord's cricket ground, um, and it was cloudy morning, uh, overcast conditions. A green top looked like the day to bowl, uh, and that's what Root did. Some people because later because Collie loses the toss again, as per usual. Again. <laughs> uh, some people said that um, it was quite a defensive decision uh, because he knew that his top order wasn't strong. But hey, and yet in those very difficult conditions, the Indian openers made it look like it was absolutely nothing. They put on a in the circumstances and with context, and. Unbelievably good a partnership of 126 between Rohit uh, and Kerahor. They just looked so confident. Their techniques were, were impeccable. Um, and it was Rohit Sharma about to go for uh, 83, a bowl through the gate by Abusi, uh, Owen Swinger by Jimmy Anderson. And then Chiteshwar Pajara came in, uh, scored a few runs, but then he played one... It was a pretty loose shot when you think of Pujaro. Mm. Uh, he wafted his bat outside off and edged one straight into Besto. But then it was Virat Kohli again. Yeah. Um, you can imagine the pressure on him uh, after getting that low score in the first... After getting the duck, the first ball duck in the last test match. Mm. I think he looked good for his 42. He looked a bit more twitchy, was what uh, Michael Atherton said. It, he didn't look... As common composed as he did in 2018, for example. It was a bit twitchy, a bit uh, fiddly, moving around the crease. But I think um, he he wouldn't be happy with the way he, uh, he got out uh, for 42, um, nicking off to Root, uh, off the body of Robinson. But I think it's still a score, which is good. Uh, I didn't give a honey. Um, he was one... Uh, one just mark going, oh, just one second. Yeah. Going back to that Virat Kohli thing, the time he got out was well just before, just before tea, I think, or uh, uh, just after tea. As they were just before the end of the day's play, it would have been. Uh, yeah, end of day's play, and uh, it was a precarious position because a few wickets then, 
and it would have yeah. been it would have shifted the tide would have shifted into England's half and the way he did get out frustrating and then Rahane oh my, I get anxiety watching him uh, watching him at the crease before 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 we continue on this negative pathway should we talk about the other opening that was there oh. the man who was the absolute backbone of that inning it was Kale Ruffell with a um, fantastic 129 it was such a good innings to watch. A couple of drives were, were immaculate as normal, um, and yeah, he was he 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 played really well. He he was second fiddle for quite a bit of the Robert Sharma partnership. That I think he was uh, eighteen off hundred balls. The thing that people observed was that was the difference between Sibley and him is that he can convert that into good innings, where Sibley can't. Sibley, for example, uh, in the first test, was, he got out 28 off 133 balls. That's still a, that's still a slow strike rate. Um, he was just digging himself into a, yeah, into a hole. Yeah, into a hole. Um, but Yakeva Hull was magnificent. Uh, he remained not out uh, on 129 uh, overnight, as a Jinga Rahane, um, who survived uh, the night, you would say. Uh, one run scored off 22 balls. Day two morning was a calamitous one for India Karthik. Yep, so it started off with KL Rahul, second ball, straight to cover, loose shot. Would have been The bowler would have been unlucky if that wasn't out, actually. He yeah. deserved to be out on that ball. And uh, it brought to an end a very classy innings. His second 100 in England, I think, after that one yeah. in 2018 in the mm. last Test match. Yeah. Uh, following that... Ajinkya Rahane edged one straight to root off Anderson. Rishabh Pant, another... He was a thirty-seven, a quick 37 or 58 balls. But then it was a rash shot again. Yeah. And I think the um, behind. Yeah. I think the thing about Rahane... Like, this isn't helping that, that, that I've got the scoreboard in front. And so... Uh, I can't move my hands to talk one set. Here we go. Um, I think the thing here with... With... Um, Rahane's dismissal was that it was a very good ball by Jimmy Anderson, but he didn't expect the wicket. Um, and just let's let's just sit a little bit with Bajan Rahane because my dad, who's a, a bit of an armchair expert, um, loves loves to criticise people, uh, especially cricketers who don't do well. Uh, and I think he's been harping on about how Bajara and Rahane should be at this uh, out of the team. I think. Their seniority plays some sort of a role, but I do think that it is they they don't get their guaranteed spots, um, and I think they they definitely should um, be wary of their spot because if if they don't perform in the second innings, then maybe they might get one more test. We've got Pritvi Shaw, Mike Agarwal, Abhimanyu Ishwan. Uh, We've got players who can slot into the top, slot into the middle. Uh, my dad even said Ravi Ashwin is a better batsman than uh, Jingi Rahane. So, um, <coughs> so there, there, are, there are some options there. What do you think, Karthik? I think Pujara stays, Rahane. The only question about Rahane is his vice-captaincy. But, yeah. And he is a very good vice-captain and captain. But if Rahane is out of the team... I'd actually want Punt at number five. Mm. Uh, he, we saw him do that for four test matches in Australia. Okay. And uh, I think he fitted in at the number five role really well. 
Rahane, if he doesn't perform this test match or the next, I think he should be gone. Pujar, he stays. He is... You don't need Pujara until you need him, basically. You yeah, 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 yeah. When you, when you get to that fourth innings, you need someone to grid it out. He's your guy. And I think he will he will show his class at some point during the series. But, but Rahane, but I think the, he should go. Mm, but but he's but he's been really bad in England at Pujara. Like, last time around, I think he just got a century uh, in the first test match. But he's... He's got really, he's got a really bad record uh, in England. He um, plays the county tests. He and yeah, he does. But but he still doesn't do very well at county level. Uh, yes, Rishabh Pant made an attacking uh, thirty-seven. My dad loves Rishabh Pant lots. Um, and uh, Ravi Jadeja, who stayed around with the tail, made forty before a uh, top edging uh, a wood bouncer to get out for forty. Um, and Jimmy Anderson, the evergreen Jimmy Anderson, with another. Another Pfeiffer. He's thirty first. He he's just he's just a machine. Um, and yeah, he was. Uh, in terms of the other bowlers for England, uh, Ollie Robinson looked quite good. He did the hard yards, thirty three overs, a lot of overs for a pacer. Um, uh, Jimmy Anderson also pushed in with twenty nine overs. Uh, Mark Wood twenty five. Sam Coven looked very wayward for his twenty two overs. Didn't get a wicket. What happened last night then, Karthik, before it's four minutes before the start of play here on Saturday, uh, a day three of the Test match at Lords. But, Karthik, what happened on the end of day two? Rory Burns and Dom Sibley, they came out to bat and uh, they were, I thought they were quite confident. Mm. Apart from that first over when Rory Burns almost edged one to Roach Armour, mm. they, they played pretty well. Uh, it was gritty. Both of them were playing pretty greedily, and uh, Dom Sibley, he got out to Mohamed Siraj. But Rory Burns, 49 of 136, uh, he he wore down that new ball pretty well for yeah. the rest of the order. But he did get out just before the end of day's play mm. to Mohamed Shami. Hasib Hamid, who made a return to the test team after five years since going to Gujarat in India. Mm. Um, changed up the look a bit, but ah. yeah, he's he got out for a first ball duck, which is unfortunate, but that's just how the game rolls. It, it, it wasn't a ball that was so beautiful that it deserved to be a golden ball duck, a golden duck ball even. It was just the nerves. A really interesting point made uh, on TMS, a test match special, was that he is an opener, and uh, he wouldn't be used to uh, used to having his pads on waiting. And he had to wait for, I think, around 30 overs. Um, another very satisfying thing for, for, uh, for me was, um, was when it was T, Burns and, Sib uh, and Sibley were both on the same amount of runs and the same amount of balls. It's quite nice to see. But um, yes, that was that. Uh, and uh, Root as always, looked very good for his 48 six fours in that so far. And uh, we're starting play in two minutes. Um, Indian bowlers, uh, Ishant Sharma uh, on his return didn't quite have that magic that he normally does. Uh, Jasprit Bumrah um, looked okay as well. Uh, Mohamed Siraj, though, he was, on, he, was on that, he was on a spell where he had three maidens in a row. He was looking really good last night. I think this morning, um, this, is, this is probably... Absolutely uh, irrelevant because this podcast will be going out uh, on Sunday. Um, but I, I think 
this morning, uh, both sides will be looking at the wickets. Uh, England won't want to lose some, and uh, India will want too many wickets. Uh, England are currently think, a yep, one one nine for three uh, and trailing by two hundred forty five runs. Yeah, Mr. yeah, Khan. and I think Ishant Sharma will take at least four wickets this innings. He, he I think he'll be. I think okay. this is his. This okay. is his. This is his test match to get his wickets in, and I think he will get at least four this innings. Mm. Yes, and now let's go to, to the West Indies, where they are playing the first test match, and hopefully they're getting some better weather than last time I spoke to you on the podcast. Uh, in the first test so far, Pakistan batted first, making two hundred seventeen. The top three were quickly dismissed. Father Alam top scored with fifty six, and Fahim Ashraf scored. A valuable 44 in support. Jason Holder and Jaden Seals both took three wickets apiece before the West Indian openers came out to bat. Powell and Bonner were both sent into the pavilion quite quickly, for both making both with ducks. However, it was Craig Brathwaite who played a remarkable innings in which he scored 97, falling just short of just three short of what would have been an amazing century. Holder contributed 58. And the game, as the and as the game is poised today, the West Indies are two hundred fifty one for eight, and will look to add as many runs as they can. Yeah. And over to over to you, Nadi, for the hundred. We are nearing the fag end of this fantastic tournament. We'll be talking about that next week uh, in our DR of the week about uh, the good and the bad and the ugly uh, of the tournament. And um, on Wednesday, it was the Southern rivalry of the Southern Wave from Southampton playing the Welsh Fire. Uh, in Cardiff, I think the game happened. Um, I am not going to bother with the timer because I know uh, I will go over anyway. With the women's game, at the top of the table, Southern Brave and their outstanding top order were outstanding yet again. Uh, Smushy Mandana playing her final game for the Brave made 78 off 52. Seven fours and three sixes for her. A lovely innings from the world-class opener. Uh, Danny Wyatt was also very good with 53 off 34. Uh, Dungley hit three fours to to make a 23 not out. Uh, to merge the brave to a high 866, which is a which is a high total for a women's game. Uh, Brian Smith made 33. Georgia Redmayne from Australia made 35, but they couldn't quite knock them off. They finished on 127. In the men's game, the fire batted first. Tom Banton fired finally with 36 off 20 for him. Three sixes in his innings before being caught off uh, of the bowling of Jake Lintott. Some powerful hitting from Glenn Phillips and Louis Deploy uh, took them to 144, not quite enough, you might say. Uh, Danny Briggs uh, had two wickets, uh, and he's serving out to be quite a good replacement for uh, the injured Liam Dawson. Quinton Ducott was just too good for the fire at the top of the innings uh, as they put them out with the 5 57 from 32. James Vince with a classic 53 took them to took them over the line with 13 balls to spare. I think the Brave with their double win in the women's and men's they went to they went to the top of the table in both the competitions. The women have been dominant throughout this competition and they've just cruised to the final. Whilst the men's side, after a Jayawardene-led side characteristic sluggish start of two losses. Uh, They've climbed to the top and are pretty much going to get through to the end stages. I think it's very highly unlikely that they won't. 
Looking at Thursday's game, it was the Northern rivalry. Um, the Originals playing the Superchargers. The first uh, game between these two sides was rained off uh, at Headingley, um, uh, at uh, Old Trafford even, because they played their rivalries twice. Uh, in the women's game, Kate Cross entered the Superchargers with three wickets. She's been really good this tournament. Uh, the Originals captain. The lone ranger for the Superchargers was Laura Boulevard, who tugged them to 126, a respectable total. The, the South African batter making 75, hitting 24 from the final six balls of the innings. Lizelle Lee, who started giving them those starts that we were promised from her, uh, was fantastic, making 68 uh, off 40, 13 fours in her innings, and a six. Aminion Dupree got the job done with... Uh, the game to remember for for the South African women's team with uh, with Wolverhampton, Lizelle, uh, and Mignon de Pia all performing. The men's game, the Superchargers batted first and put on a massive two hundred, the highest score in the hundred so far, beating the Phoenix's score on Monday of a hundred and eighty-five. I think it was. Uh, none of their top order really got uh, anything substantial. Uh, then Villas stabilised a bit with 38 off 36. But the star of the show was the Lancashire lad playing for the Yorkshire team, John Simpson. In a stunning innings of a 71 from just 28, strike rate of a huge 253, he took uh, the Superchargers to their monster score of 200. Uh, Stephen Finn, poor Stephen Finn, he bought 15 balls for two wickets for a criminal 51 runs. The economy was 17, a tad expensive, you might say. Uh, with more than two a ball needed for the uh, originals, they needed their batsmen to fire, but nobody did. For the superchargers, the right-hand medium-fast Ben Rain was the top of the tally with 3.15, and the two England pros, Rashid and David Willey, with two apiece. They wrapped up the game with the ball to spare, winning by a massive 6-9 runs. And then on Friday, the Birmingham Phoenix play the Trent Rockets at Trent Bridge for the Midlands rivalry. I think this has been the week of rivalries, hasn't it? Uh, the always feisty knots versus Bears rivalry transitioning into the 100. The women's first, uh, the Rockets batted first and put on 825. A low total on the deck that Trent Bridge is. Kirsty Gordon was excellent with her left arm orthodox. Three wickets for 20 runs. Uh, Catherine Brunt. Won the battle again against Shafali Burma uh, as she had her call on the pull. It is really amazing stuff to watch. An experienced 34-year-old pacer against a 17-year-old. Pretty innocent uh, women's opener from India and the battle they've had. And the fact that they've uh, played against each other so many times has actually been quite, quite interesting to see. With her gone, suddenly the Phoenix were, were found at 58 for five and a bit of trouble. Uh, but the Australian Erin Burns and the teammate Emily Arlitz got them back in the game and some sloppy fielding, which has been a big theme with the 100 compared to the IPL. I think there's been far too many drops and misfields. We'll talk about that in the DRS next week. It meant that Birmingham Phoenix secured a win and kept their qualification hopes alive. Looking to make it 2-2 in two versus the Rockets, Phoenix put in to bat. In the absence of Muhammad Ali, Standin Livingston continued his dream run, 50 off 31, a fabulous knock. Miles Hammond, left-hander who's been back throughout the tournament, provided a strong finish, a quick fire 38 off 20, as Phoenix made 166, a good total. After losing the top order cheaply, 
Adilin Pennington with his rippy action uh, in his main game in the 100. Got Alex Hales and Darwin Milan out. Uh, the experienced Knotts campaigners of Stephen Mullaney and Samit Patel then moves things forward uh, with Captain Gregory also making 26. But Mullaney couldn't quite take them over the line because there's some excellent fielding out in the deep. Some masterful death bowling by Pat Brown. 3 for 20 for him. It was an absolutely uh, incredible spell. Uh, and Iman Tahir also having two wickets. Phoenix went back on top of the table and are likely to feature in the final the way they are going. Looking at the remaining games in the tournament then, tonight at the Oval, it's the Over-Invincible who is playing the London Spirits, the London Derby, should be quite good to watch. Both the London Spirits sides don't have much left in the competition as motivation for them, but the Over-Invincibles uh, definitely can get through to knockout stages in both women's and men. Sunday's game is a big one, the Trent Rockets and the Manchester Originals. If the Originals men lose, I think they're out of the competition. But the Rockets in both team, uh, in both their teams are still in with a chance. Southern Brave against the Over Invincibles, that would be a tough match over the Invincibles, over the women's and the men's, because both their sides are good. If the men's win against the Brave, then they will get through, I'm sure, to the knockout stages. But if the Brave win, I think they get to go to the final. So that's that. And on Tuesday, uh, are the Superchargers playing the Phoenix. I think the Superchargers women still can get through, maybe the men as well. Uh, the Phoenix, um, I believe the Phoenix women still have some sort of chance, but I'm not sure what it is. Uh, um, and then finally, the final group stage game is on Wednesday. The Welsh Fire playing the London Spirit. That will pretty much be a proper dead rubber because I think both both their men's and women's teams can't get through to the knockout stages. Just to finish off on the 100, after uh, suffering a concussion in the PSL, uh, Fafti Plessis has been ruled out for the rest of the men's competition. Uh, and Afghanistan all-rounder Mohammed Nabi has returned home for personal reasons. Uh, David Visa uh, will replace him uh, in the London Spirit squad for the final two games of the season. Looking at the the, um, the stats in the women's and men's tournaments very quickly before we wrap up here, uh, Jimmy Rodriguez still at, at the top six games, two hundred and forty eight runs for her. Uh, Haley Matthews two hundred fourteen runs and uh, and Natalie Siver with two hundred seven. Um, the most sixes I'll have a look at that is still I think uh, it's Mitchie Vandener with six sixes. Uh, and bowling wise, the most wickets is Sammy Joe Johnson I believe. With 15 wickets from Trent Rockets. The men's stats most runs is Ben Duckett with 226 runs. Liam Livingston, uh, the new Phoenix captain, 210. And Harry Brooker hasn't actually made many runs of late with 189. Uh, as has Moen Ali got the same number of uh, runs. We still haven't seen a century yet, which, uh, which I'm quite disappointed about. Most sixes goes to Liam Livingston, no surprise there. 13 runs, uh, 13 runs, 13 sixes. Moen Ali's also got 12, and Will Smeen's got 10. So the top three are Phoenix batsmen. And finally, with the ball, uh, wickets wise, Adam Rashid is at the top with 12 wickets. Hi, Karthik, I'm done. Let's go over to our other news section. Uh, but we're still talking about England, but it's the next notch up in the T20s. Yes, that's correct. England 
has just announced a tour to Rawalpindi in October. They are set to play two, te- two T20s in Karachi on October 14th and 15th. This will be the first time that England's men teams will make their visit to Pakistan in over 16 years. Wow. So we all know what happened. La- we all know why they stopped going to Pakistan. Um, the, the, hopefully it will yeah. come back. Hopefully it will be back there now because it is such a cricket mad country and they deserve to have international games of their own. But the player safety can't be uh, compromised at all. Mm. There, It is... A sort of a short stop slash break on the way for their Sri Lanka tour. They're uh, still trying to yeah. ensure the safety of the player and get down all the details, but specific requirements have to be met as it is the paramount importance to ECB and the players of their safety. PCB will probably use this as another piece of evidence to show Pakistan can hold the World Cup and T20 World Cup as they propose. And uh, they've also said that it might be able, they might, it might help bring English, more English players to the PSL. Mm. Which I think will definitely uh, increase the quality um, because we have got some really good limited overs cricketers. The Ashes carpet. The Ashes, which is scheduled to be held here in December. Mm. Tom Harrison has said that they're working very closely. Families are of great importance. As we know, I was reading some news about this actually, and uh, ECB are confident they'll get some reasonable leniency in quarantine, but without families being allowed to go to the tour countries, I'm not sure how many players will go Mm. because they need their family as a sort of break from all this cricket. And um, imagine going to work for two months and not seeing your family at all, which is. uh, I mean, the thing here is, uh, like, Whenever we say this, the argument is, oh, the army don't see their families. Or 50 years, the players, the players have to go by boat. But it's, that's not the point. These players aren't in that position. When there's the option, why not? Um, and I think the big thing here is that a lot of the England players will be, they have the IPL, the World T20, and the Ashes. So it's, so it's like they won't see it's their families for, for, mm. for four months which is quite the bit. On the the Olympics. Yeah, so the Olympics then. Uh, the ICC has confirmed they're making a bid to get a spot at Los Angeles 2028. The last time cricket was a part of the Olympics was in, in 1900 when uh, Great Britain played France. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, even if we don't get it at Los Angeles, it would be great to see it at Brisbane 2032, uh, where, of course... Uh, Australia is a cricket mad country. And Karthik, how many grounds do you have? Like, if we could, if we could facilitate many teams playing cricket. There's plenty of grounds around here. That won't be an issue. I'm talking about proper grounds where you, if you, if you're talking about grounds where you can play proper cricket, as in at an international mm. level, it's probably maybe only two or three. Mm. Um, but that too, I'm not sure how that'll work out with the Gabba. Maybe they'll take the Gabba as the, um, you know, the athletes or yeah. the athletics yeah. might be held there. Um, but either way, uh, it's, it's, what, 11 years away, so they'll get the details down. USA Cricket is also happy to support this initiative. And in a return to cricket in many events next year, we're going to see uh, women's cricket at the Commonwealth Games here in Birmingham uh, at Edgebaston. So that'd be really good to see. Final piece of information for you is about the IPL. Uh, CSK uh, and their captain Dhoni have flew over to Dubai 
I think 12 players are now there. Uh, and more news about that is that Australia and England have confirmed their, uh, that their players will be available for the competition. Um, I think individual players can pull out if they want to, um, but I think most players are going to be there. That will mean that we're going to have a second string side going to Pakistan, uh, which won't be good, but that's, that's just how it is. Now, we were going to do a DR of the week, but I know for a fact that the episode is already going to be 30 minutes plus. So we're going to push the DR of the week back to next week, where we'll talk about uh, the England top order, and then we will uh, maybe talk about the 100, or we'll do uh, that another time. But um, we are just looking at the test match so far. Bairstow uh, has been really fluent this morning, uh, scoring fours uh, all around the ground. But yes, thank you very much for joining us. On the Deep Mid Cricket Podcast, it, uh, another long course, probably a 35 minute show. We'll see you next week. Have a great day and goodbye.